You know what sucks? Losing four straight games and then heading into an off day. But that's not what we're here to talk about. This is last night, uh, this afternoon, as I had back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back meetings and interviews all morning. Um, if anybody knows a good sales rep, please, God, please, God, send them my way. I need to hire somebody. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Let's talk about MLB Pro. Specifically, let's talk about a couple of interesting things going on tonight. Not typically how we start this show, but there were a couple of things leaked. Um that's what I thought were interesting. One being George Butler, Arizona Diamondbacks prospect. Uh, in my opinion, one of their better prospects remaining that has not made the debut. <coughs> um, according to OSA, he is a number three prospect. Now, never mind Adley Rushman, who's in the major leagues. Uh, actually just made his debut earlier. He's going to get five at-bats on the year. So Adley Rushman, their top prospect, just made his debut following the Matt Hansen injury. George Butler is apparently coming up to make his debut following the Juan Marine injury. Uh, George Butler is a 22-year-old shortstop who is hitting 212 across 12 games in AAA this year, his highest ranking. He played 89 games in AA, 22 games in single A last year. I like George Butler a lot. I think he is a very interesting um, utility piece for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He plays first base, second base, third base, and shortstop really well right now um and in theory he should be able to hit and he's got good power you know he stole 23 bases 24 bases across two um levels last year and i know the diamondbacks like to let it rip on the base pass although they have not been doing it as much this year so it's interesting right fun to me to see a team that is already heavily built on prospects call up two of their prospects to fill immediate needs as they've had injuries Right. I mean, Jose Ailman wasn't going to be the long term solution here. I don't think Ricardo Perez is. Oh, I like Ricardo Perez, too. He could have been interesting um, to really fill that hole. But anyway, the Diamondbacks are going to call him up. George Butler getting his start today against Jordan Lyles uh, and the Reds, if that is accurate. Uh, are the Reds going to start Jordan Lyles today? Tell me they're starting Jordan Lyles today. I mean, it would look like it. It looks like he's going to start against Jordan Lyles and the Cincinnati Reds. So that'll be a fun one to watch. The other piece that kind of leaked out was that Joey Votto in Kansas City is going to get the start tonight. This is significantly less exciting for the league as uh, Joey Votto is not the just not the future ahead of him that George Butler does. But I did think it was interesting to point out that as um, – Jim Chapman of the Kansas City Royals leaked out that the $22 million man, Joey Votto, is the last regular offensive player on the uh, Kansas City Royals to either score a run or drive in a run. Uh, and he makes $22 million. Again, I will just kind of point that out. And I am just really quickly confirming that that is accurate. He is the last player to do either one of those things. Um, hooray. For Joey, or Joey Votto getting the start here today for whatever reason. I guess Rocky Shoulders is taking the day off. So, anyway, those are a couple things to watch out for tonight. They just got leaked really briefly by the GMs of the teams last night. I made note of them. I wanted to make sure I talked about them really quickly. Let's get to the games, right? So, there were some good ones yesterday on a shorter schedule than typical. And, <coughs> excuse me, we will start by heaping praise on... 
a team that I don't typically like to heap praise on, and that would be the Seattle Mariners. They are spectacular uh, up and down the board. Obviously, they're a very, very good team. We talked a lot about them when they were getting beaten up. Um, you know, my apologies, by the Baltimore Orioles. And it was worth getting into <coughs> excuse me, their game last night against the Dodgers. The Dodgers are a team that have struggled hard out of the gate. They could have used a win like this over um, the Mariners. And honestly, it would have fit into the Mariners' narrative early in the season of losing the teams they shouldn't be losing to and beating the teams that they should, which is basically everybody uh, being some other teams. So heading into the eighth inning, if I remember this correctly, the Dodgers are up two to one, right? It has been a very well pitched game um, by both sides. Honestly, you know, you had um, Mark Appel, I believe, on one side went for Seattle, went seven innings, gave up two runs, and Parker Markell uh, for the Dodgers pitched his first good game of the season, going five and a third and just allowing, uh, you know, letting up one run. So you had good pitching matchups on both sides, and you head into the eighth inning. Dodgers are up two to one. Dodgers turn it over to their bullpen. Right? So here we go. Jared Kendall leads off with a single. Joe Maloney follows that up immediately with a two-run shot. So right away, lead gone. Right? Elliot Jenkins then singles before they pull Casey Mulligan in replace of Wilmer Font. Manny Machado then doubles which is just, you know, what Manny Machado does before Mark Baker is struck out. So there is one out now, runner on second and third, and Evan Longoria is at the plate. The count runs to 3-0, and and Evan Longoria flies out to right field and is, for the second out, Elliot Jenkins is thrown out at home for the third out. Elliot Jenkins is a fast, fast base runner. And he is thrown out at home by uh, Juan Soto, who, by the way, doesn't have the best arm in the league. So, I, I mean, this has been a really shallow fly ball. But how pissed off are you if you were Justin Kaiser, in the moment at least, and, and this manager's team, to go take the lead and then get second and third? With zero out, then to have a strikeout, and then have El Longoria pop out, and then Elliot Jenkins thrown at home, one of the fastest players on our team, by one of the weaker armed outfielders on the Dodgers. Frustrating, right? Well, then to make matters worse, in theory, in the top of the ninth, the Dodgers tie the game, right? Chris, Fletch- Chris Fletcher struck out or, or popped out, excuse me, the first pitch he saw from Orlando Garcia. Jeffrey Moore came up right after him. And hit a fastball or hit a uh, home run that had exit velocity of 108.8 miles an hour. Right, he he crushed this ball. Jerks and Profar would then strike out. Enrico De Leon would also then strike out. Right, so then we have a tie game up top of the night. So the Dodgers just lost the lead in spectacular fashion. The Mariners failed to capitalize on a very good position. The Dodgers bring it back and tie it back, and Wilmer Font comes back out. He gets the first out on Jock Peterson. The next pitch, right? So he 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 gets Jock Peterson. First pitch he throws to Julian Silva, single. First pitch he throws to Francisco Lindor, home run. Game over. 
I mean, it, it, it's just so many oddities <laughs> to the way this game ended, but I love it. I hate it for the Dodgers. You know, the Mariners, can they can probably take a win. They don't give a shit about losses in, in April. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. They don't care about anything but their greed and their insatiable desire for a championship. But spectacular finish in Seattle. We got to move on. That was the first game. But I just thought that was so fascinating. And by the way, I can get the game logs on the game. I've been doing this typically staring at the computer and the box scores. I am much happier doing it in front of the game because I can read through those things. If I hadn't read through that, I would have missed a lot of those details I just gave you. And to me, that's just so interesting. And if it's too much, y'all let me know. I can dial it back. But I think this stuff's interesting. Let's talk about the Royals again. We just talked about them and their disgusting desire to play Joey Votto for whatever reason today. Uh, I guess to humiliate everybody. But let's talk about their game last night against the Tampa Bay Rays. Two teams playing above their payroll, at least in theory, as the Royals do have quite a few highly paid players. But the Royals and the Rays not expected to do anything this year. But both teams entering this um, close to 500. Right, the Rays have made a point. They've they've failed their three previous times to reach that 500 mark. They failed again today, so they're 0 for 4 trying to get to the 500 mark. But they're still at 8 and 9. They get to try again. Well, that didn't make any sense. Try to beat over the 500 mark. Like that must be it because they were 8 and 8 entering the game last night, uh, and, the, and the Royals were 6 and 9. They're now 7 and 9. So we go to the eighth again. This time it is the Rays that are winning. They're up 4 to 2 entering the eighth inning. Right. Four to two going into the eighth, and you can probably tell what's about to happen. But the Royals, let's get to the bottom of the eighth here. Rocky Shoulders, who was benched today for the aforementioned Joey Votto, singles. David Davies, bases are full count, singles. They wrote a pinch runner, and Julio Estever comes in to for Rocky Shoulders. We then have a fly ball. And Estever goes up from second to third as Bernard Blanchard flies out. Gustavo Lopez will then ground out to a fielder's choice in the infield. And Estevez will score to make it four to three. And then Ryan Braun comes up next to double. Gustavo Lopez goes to third and comes all the way around to score at home. <coughs> as he scores at home, Brian Braun decides he wants to try and take third and is thrown out by the catcher at third base. So now we go to tie game, right? Tie game heading into the ninth. Nothing happens for the Rays in the top of the ninth. We go to the bottom of the ninth, tied. You know where it's going. Brian Johnson comes on. Billy Brown strikes out. Cody Clemens strikes out. Sergio Pagan walks. Julio Soto singles. Sergio Pagan, oh, sorry, there's a wild pitch first on the first pitch of the bat. So Joe Pagan goes to second. Julio Soto then singles on the next pitch. And Pagan comes around to score. Game over. Royals win. Another fun finish. Right? It's just fun to watch these things and how this happens. Last game we're going to talk about tonight. White Sox. Right? There was there were a couple other good games. But there wasn't a lot going on that I really wanted to get into. The White Sox lost again. I think this is their seventh straight loss. Boston improves to 10 and 7. There are a couple things to talk about in the positive side for the White Sox, right? Namely, there are two guys making their debuts. Kyber Ruiz, the highly thought of catching prospect that they called up this year, or, or yesterday, excuse me, in, in conjunction with the Ramon Zero Goes to Trade. Ruiz reached bait twice, walking once, singling once, I believe. Yes. Um, and came around to score, actually, on a, an Andrew Taylor um, double later on. 
And Ramon Zaragoza, two for four with a home run, driven two RBIs, looked good. He actually doubled as well. So Ramon Zaragoza and, and Gabriel Ruiz both look very good. The bad part is, again, another bottom of the ninth walk-off win. This time, the White Sox go into it up 3-2 to two against the Red Sox. And on comes Tanner Shepherds. Right? He starts off with a ba- or full, why can't I say full count instead of saying bases loaded? Full count walk to Roturo Cruz. Strikes out George Springer. Walks Hiroshi Nakamura again on a full count. Richard Davis will then fly out. Two on, two out. Walks Todd Kuhn on four straight pitches. I don't hate that. I would not want to pitch Todd Kuhn either. But then Seiya Suzuki comes up and singles up the middle on a ground ball. And our two crews scores. There is a run home, or he'll we'll single up to excuse me, the left field. There is a throw home by the left fielder, not in time. Game over as Arturo Cruz scores the winning run. Wait a second. I'm sorry. I misunderstood this. They single to the left. Arturo Cruz scores. And then Hiroshi Nakamura comes around from third and scores on a ground ball single down the game to the left field. Game over either way. Heartbreaking for the White Sox, who are just trying desperately to get back to the playoffs and get out of this funk. Seven straight losses is tough. Three and seven over their last ten. You feel for him. Anyway, that's last night, this afternoon. I went 13 minutes on three games. Actually, not bad. Hopefully, you guys didn't mind the deep dives. Let me know, because I went a little deeper down the game logs today than I usually do. I usually just talk about some interesting stories. That's all I've got for today. We'll see you all tomorrow.